Oh, ah. yeah, there it is. <laughs> After Hello, four everyone. tries. Welcome to the Common Ground Podcast. Today is Saturday, October 20th. My name is Sean. We do Thomas. dates now? <laughs> I mean, you know what? It's like, you know, maybe I just want to have dates just to throw in dates in there. Maybe we should make it a thing. All right, Thomas? Yeah, Thomas. Kelly. This is Kelly. Fine, guys. It's not fine. No, I think we're so good. So here's, here's we, we are a podcast where we just have a bunch of, a variety of different topics that we like to talk about. We are uh, no experts in any of the topics, but we like to think that we're just like the average Joes that like to argue and see if we could find some common ground between us when we argue about these topics. So the that, one that was the most beautiful sign in. Thanks, I man. Would say, I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I'm going to listen to all previous dozen of them and I'm going to compare and see how we can do it better. Anyway, so the topic that I want to start off with, what I'm thinking is that if something is bad for an entire culture, for a nation, but it's been so ingrained into our culture that we've been doing it for so long that we we can't really easily get rid of it if it has a negative impact overall should we get rid of it what i'm thinking of is alcohol because we tried prohibition before right and it didn't work out but we know that you know alcohol there's a lot of drunk driving out there that's really bad uh, a lot of people get you know they get really into alcohol and they have depression and they like they drink their way out of their miseries and it's not really like a good thing you know people get in trouble people die from alcohol all the time but it's so, like, a lot of our comedy is boosted by it. We do toasts, like, toasts with alcohol. We celebrate with alcohol for everything. People have alcohol with every meal. Is that something, if it has, if we can agree that it has a negative externality for everyone as a whole, should we get rid of it? Is there an easy way to get rid of it? I don't know. Let's discuss. Yeah. So the, as the first, or I guess second part where, would it be easy to get rid of? Absolutely not. No. Prohibition, greatest example. Yeah. That but was, I mean, that was like 80 years ago. I mean, maybe there's something... It's not going to be any easier. Now, maybe, there's yeah. a, maybe there's a different involvement like 80 years ago, 90 years ago. That is true. I feel like alcohol was more of a cultural totem back then it is, than it is now, more so. Mm. Um, I feel like there's actually a bigger shift from alcohol towards like weed, for example. And if I had to pick between the two, I would almost say weed's better. Weed's better, yeah, you know? because yeah. they, you know, they you can't die from weed. You can't. No one's overdosed on it. Yeah, no. you're not Zero aggressive people, right? with weed. Um, you, I would say you're probably just about the same level of driving capability, if not better. So, yeah, if I had to pick between one of the two, the ban, right. I would say alcohol over weed. And this doesn't have to be strictly alcohol. It could be tobacco, or it could be like a third thing that. That, that we don't know of, but maybe it's just like, I so, don't know, so I don't, syrup, know. I don't I, know. Yeah, I have, I don't know, I'm kind of split on it because, you know, the libertarian in me kind of says like, you know, you should be able to partake in whatever you want, and, sure. but at the same time, alcohol does have quite a few externalities, for example, drunk driving, right? Big one. Which is why Big we one. stop drunk driving rather than alcohol drinking, but I do... I don't know, when you think about all the negatives, and then you think about all the pe- positives of alcohol, there's not really even that many positives. Well, the positives, it's like, it's like, it's the good reasons are like, you know, it, it tastes great. It may, or some people, you know, argue on taste, but it tastes good. It makes you feel good. It makes, you know, it loosens up your inhibitions, whatever. We all know what alcohol does, you know. I feel like we're such hypocrites when we're drinking. Right I know, now, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not hypocrites. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's, just more, it's just more thinking yeah. about it, you know. It's like, let's just say if they're, if like, if we all agree, like, you know, alcohol is generally bad because people get drunk, and they don't, they're not very responsible when they, when they drink, and people drink in excess. And let's say the average person does that should we not move towards a change like we should start drinking less or we should just get rid of alcohol entirely what would our economy look like what what's going to happen do you think like it's so again is it so ingrained part of our culture what we're going to toast with fucking apple juice now like they do at weddings for kids <laughs> maybe is that what we're going to do now <laughs> i don't know part of the culture joint. Just use a joint. But the thing is like replace 
whatever it is being ingrained in our culture and put in things something like more serious like slavery was ingrained in most people's cultures yeah. way back when. Very common practice, very normal, right? Definitely not cool. Definitely not good. We got rid of it over time. Depends on what is the, uh, I guess, the benefits and the negative negatives of it. Right. Because, like, alcohol, yeah, there's going to be a high amount of negatives that we think about, but it's not comparable to slavery. It's not comparable to slavery. Right. So, slavery, that's, that's why it's Because yeah. that's, that's violating a human right where alcohol might not be. But alcohol might end up someone dying. Right. Well, but, but, that, but it's, it's not so much the alcohol, but the person under the influence of the alcohol. But alcohol is still there. And I, I guess it's that. like and whether he's drunk driving, whether it's himself over drinking too much, it's definitely not to the same scale of slavery. Right. right. It's not to the same scale of pillaging or human sacrifice or any of these like crazy weird shit, uh, shit, which still goes on in our lives all the time. If you go to like tribes in Africa, they'll cut off like a women's genitalia because that's their culture. Yeah. They still do that here, though. Like people circum- get circumcised all the time. Is that I, no, I don't no, know how. No, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, repeat what you just said? People get, cir- in the United States, people get circumcised, all- oh, babies, I guess, you know, like, when, when parents want their kids to get circumcised, they're allowed to do that, right? That yeah. is genital mutilation. Yeah, yeah, but definitely not the same scale. Not in the same style. Not no. the same Not in the same style. But let's say... their clip cut off in Africa. Right, okay, yeah. yeah. But, 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 we, but we know that it, it happens here. Not in that Not in that same sense, but... Not as extreme. There's okay. circumcision here. I'm not saying general... Yeah. I'm not saying general mutilation, even though it's basically the same thing. Let's, let's just take the example that you were talking about earlier, where, like, there's, like, a savage culture... The, the idea is that no matter sacrifice. whatever it is... If it has a large amount of negative impact, we're going to try to phase it out and get rid of it. Alcohol hasn't hit to that level where... It we just kind of look the other way, though. It, well, uh, we look, may, it people can not, argue that it's hit that level. Well, we, I could argue one person will hit that level, right? Any one death resulting from alcohol should be enough. One person's life, right? No. See, Why that's not? what I, That's what I was about to argue, is that I think there's a difference between something that's directly causing a... Um, like the negative thing and something that's kind of more third party that may result. So the way I think about it is like we ban drunk driving because that results in the death of, of people. Not so much because so, like you can drink alcohol and you don't drive and you're not like a danger to anyone per se. You can be though. And alcohol has shown that you get more aggressive. You mentioned that earlier. That's true. No, and you mean... can get into fights and it happens most of the time. Any altercations like that in bars typically feel like alcohol. In one way or that's another. true yeah um yeah i mean i guess because the way i think of it is like slavery was like a direct violation of human rights which is why it's like no matter what culture says you're violating something that's i would say is like a universal basic principle i'm not quite sure alcohol violates anything in the sense of like you you can be prone to you're increasing the risk of something bad happening but it's not like a guarantee like it's not like you're going to kill someone because you drank alcohol it, it may happen but when for example when you're doing slavery you're, you're killing someone or like you're you're you're, 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 you're yeah well, or like I, human sacrifice think about it this way though like if you want to look at like a car right seatbelts are now a law mandatory law right you have to put your goddamn seatbelt on well it's not the seatbelt that's killing me or the lack of seatbelt is killing me it's the impact of the car running into a wall right it's me hitting the the car is hitting something. So why should I have a law forcing people to wear seatbelts? That's not the direct cause of my death. Mm-hmm. Really, it stops it though, and it, it will help you hundred yeah. percent to stop you from dying. Right. But it's not a direct thing, and we put that into place. I think 
it depends on what is the benefits and the negatives. And it's kind of just weighed against that. If something's super ingrained in our culture, but it's really bad, we tend to phase it out over time. Or other other cultures start influencing us and starting to get that phase. Yeah, I think we, See, we tend to phase it out, but like... Do we really? Because it's okay. We've had alcohol for a while. I think it maybe a better one to do is tobacco because I feel like tobacco has almost no redeeming qualities other than like again. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you, said you don't. Smoke. It calms you yeah. down. Yeah. I get, okay. It's, yeah. yeah, it calms you down. It, it actually is a, one of the greatest ways to relieve anxiety, for example. Okay. So it does have benefits. It's okay, yeah. but it comes out of yeah, so mar- yeah, marginal benefits. What is again? Like, would you rather like, like you could be more relaxed stuff? But at the end of the day, like if you smoke long enough and more frequent enough, because you're gonna want to smoke more. You're gonna get a lung cancer, right? I, I don't yeah, think well, it's wait, wait, on that topic though. Why shouldn't we force people to exercise then? Over the course of time, that's, yeah. you're gonna get fucked up. You're gonna get fat, overweight, I'm not, health I, problems. I'm not. I'm not making. I'm not forcing. The way that I'm thinking is like you're not forcing someone to do something. I'm forcing you're them preventing, to not preve- do something. preventing them from doing something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. preventing yeah. them from doing something. So should to we, me, to me, we, is the idea is that we ban if, tobacco. No, see, what I think is the idea of externalities versus non-externalities. There's some argument to be made, for example, where like secondhand smoke. Um, is uh, is an externality, but for the most part, tobacco is a self-inflicted thing. So you're kind of you're making that choice to cause yourself secondhand harm. smoke, right? Secondhand smoke, but again, I would argue maybe in public and stuff like that, you secondhand smoke isn't significant enough to endanger other people. I do agree with the idea that you shouldn't be able to smoke with like a child in the room. In that, you know what I mean? Because then, in that, that is like a, a a significant health risk to the child. So in those, like, in, I agree with laws like that, but as far as banning tobacco outright, I don't think I could agree because for the most part, it is a self-inflicted thing. In the same way I was going to say, like with alcohol as a whole, it's generally self-inflicted, but it does have some externalities, which is why we do limit like the, the secondary things like no drunk driving, you know, uh, limiting alcohol intake in bars, stuff like that. We try kind of limiting those things instead of limiting, I guess, necessarily the root cause because the root cause in itself might not be the the result of a death or a, a battery or something. Does that make sense? I think alcohol is the... What the fuck wrong with you? I'm burping, but I'm, like, breathing in deeply. All right. <laughs> Thank you for um, not belching, at least. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, what's it called? But I would say that... Should it, we not address the root cause? If it's the root cause, right? Mm-hmm. The problem that it stems from this. Us trying to take rid of the symptoms doesn't help. It's kind of like, you know, think of like a medical thing. Right. You could take care of your symptoms, but at the end of the day, unless we fix that main problem, you're going to die. Something's going to happen. And right. Well, we, not, not, but that's the thing. You're saying that you're going to die. That's no, I'm not, not talking, I'm not talking to that. Again, it's just a metaphor. Yeah, no, no I'm, I'm I agree with the metaphor. But I, I, what I'm saying is that I'm, I'm trying to think about it in the medical sense that, you know, uh, let's say you have this good gut bacteria, but that might have, that might not do any risk to you or cause any risk to you, but there's a chance that it might mutate and that can kill you. Then you would say the root cause is to get rid of those gut bacteria, right? And I would say, no, not necessarily. You want to be attacking the mutated cells. That's what I'm trying to think of. Like, I don't know why you picked the weirdest what? analogy. I, I mean, you I pick, the, the, the analogies that you pick, the I point, feel like... <laughs> okay, the point I'm trying to get at is the thing, the root cause itself might not necessarily morph into the thing that causes the actual You're saying, you're saying like, you know what you're saying? You're saying like, 
uh, guns don't kill people. People kill people. If you just leave the gun there, it's not going to do anything. It's, it's a, true. It's not the root cause of it. But as soon as someone picks up that gun and points it at someone, then it's very well, true. But yeah. now it's the person that's doing it, right? So it's, you're saying it's like alcohol is not doing anything by itself. No shit. It's an inert object. Right. It's, it's just it's a bottle of alcohol sitting here. But you're like, oh, but as soon as someone drinks that, oh, now it's on the person. Well, not not even then. It's like even when a person drinks it, it might not necessarily be a bad thing. Like we're drinking right now. We're not sure. going to go out and beat someone up. No, we're not. But. Yeah. But can very easily escalate to that situation. It's possible. It's possible, and right? It happens but, literally every day. But that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna look up how many drunk driving deaths happen. That's why I'm saying it's not necessarily the right drunk drunk altercations in general. Because yeah. drunk driving but, deaths is one thing, but just the amount of people every day, every day that gets to do fights with another person or again something due to alcohol, it's very high. Right, but again, it's that's not so much the fault of the alcohol, but the person who's under the influence of it, right? Yeah, because but the alcohol just causes easy, the person. Well, not necessarily. Top, I would say there's, twenty-nine there's people, people a year or twenty-nine people a day die. Twenty-nine and alcohol that, that's due to alcohol. When yeah. you are but, drunk, but no, you act differently people, than the person. Yes, drunk driving, yeah. but the way I think about it is just as easily there can be a person who drank just as much and doesn't cause that damage. Yeah. So that means that alcohol is not the issue; it's the person. More so than the alcohol. Does that make sense? It's the way I think about it is like, uh, this actually might be a bit of a swivel, but um, I swear it may, I swear it, it's related to this. But. Sure, gut films. So, <laughs> analogy it up, man. Give me the so, analogy. I'll try my best. So what people try to say is that people act evilly solely due to environment. Like, for example, because they're poor is the reason why they sleep. That's, there's, a, there's a certain philosophy like that, right? What I say is that I don't think that's necessarily the case because they're trying to attribute that the only reason why they're stealing is because they're poor. Mm -hmm. But you can find someone who's just as poor as that person and they don't steal. Mm -hmm. What that means to me is that the fact that they're poor isn't the, the cause, that, that, there's, that there's not necessarily the right correlation um, because you can choose to steal or not to steal in the exact same situation. So what I mean in this case, the same thing with alcohol, you can be just as inebriated, doesn't guarantee that you're gonna drunk drive. Tom, is this a more fair, is this a fair statement for me to say, if you are poor, you are more likely to steal? Well, you said like, the temptation, the 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 temptation temptation is more. Yeah, Yeah, but you're saying like, well, since there's two people that are both poor and one chooses to steal and one chooses not to steal, I'm gonna lean with the guy that's choosing not to steal. And it's not because of the environment because this guy's not stealing. Look, it's not the environment's fault. I would say that if you're more poor, you're more likely to steal and it's because of the environment. I think it's a combination of both. Environment and the person themselves will play a factor in this. Environment, if yeah. If the environment brings out the worst of people, you're gonna expect that. Just because one person goes against it doesn't mean that won't happen. It's like, oh, just, you, you don't invalidate the environment like, just because one person yeah, shows you not can't, to steal. Yeah, exactly. You can't, I'm not I trying see to... it as a combination of both. Right. You have to take into account of both. If no, you just I... throw environment out the window, then that doesn't work because you're just saying like, well, there's no correlation. It's you only the person. It's only the yeah, person. Well, no, no, no. What I'm trying to, my argument then necessarily is that it's not necessarily right to ban the environment that, um. That banning the environment isn't necessarily the right solution always. I'm not trying to discredit the idea that alcohol gives you a better chance of being more aggressive. Um, I agree with that, but it's not it's not direct. It's like I think about banning things that cause that are like a direct. You can't ban people, Tom. Cor- correlation. You can't ban. Well, people. yeah, but you can ban, for example, over excessive drinking in bars. You can they ban drunk that. driving. They, those they already are, have those that. are the direct causes. That's, that's already there, right? Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's why I, I don't necessarily agree with banning alcohol more so than banning the 
things that Here, result let me, let me, in let me present you. Deaths. Now, let me present you something. So, if if uh, we just discovered alcohol just now, right? Let's just right. say us as a nation, just like they discovered it in, in whatever back then, you know. And now laws, the first beginning laws were starting to form around this. Would you be in favor of, of banning alcohol? Yeah, 100%. Like, if, if, if we wasn't in our economy, if it wasn't in our culture I, yet. I get what you're if, saying. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah. It wasn't, if it wasn't all like that, you know, we just started it. And if we could have prohibition be enacted today, just like it was back then, do you mm-hmm. think that, would you be for banning it? Knowing all the stuff, you know about drunk driving, we don't have the stats, we, you know, it's, all that shit's bad, bar fights, whatever. Mm-hmm. Would you be in favor of banning it now? Maybe same with tobacco, you can pick your, either one, doesn't matter. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's, that's it's hard. Not, yeah, it's not I'm as very, I'm, I'm very split because, for example, I don't agree with banning uh, marijuana, right? But I agree with banning other drugs, like PCP, because... Because why? We, well, because when you're on PCP, you are hyper-aggressive. Yeah, but it's not the PCP, Tom. It's just <laughs> no, the, it's the PCP just sitting there. It's yeah, just sitting on the table. If it just sat there, it won't hurt you. <laughs> well, I, again, I'm not talking about that if it just sat there. But it's the fact that if I take it, would is there just as many people who take PCP who aren't crazy maniacs yeah. as people who do? Yeah, they just, they just throw on drugs and they just sit on the side and they go crazy and just walk the streets. This doesn't necessarily mean that they get aggressive. 100% they do. And when they get aggressive, they go crazy. Yeah. But that's the same amount I can say about alcohol. If I get at someone that drinks alcohol way too much, they're going to become more aggressive most of the time. We're going we're gonna to see those correlations. And I'm not equating alcohol to the same level of PCP. PCP is much higher. Yeah. But at the same time, you can't... Where you, your, your argument has to stay the same. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm trying to... The consistency is hard for me to get. Which that's is, why, that, that's which why I'm, I'm asking you these questions. That's so. why I'm trying to think through it. So, yeah. again, like, for me, I, I I agree with Kelly. I think I probably would ban it. You know, like, the, the consequence to me is, like, what? Now, when, I, when I'm when i thirsty, I get an iced tea? You think, yeah. I don't know if it's going to have much of a, like, a huge effect on me, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't no, know. No, I, I mean, I wouldn't be against banning it. Let's just put that. You wouldn't be against yeah, it. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be against it. Would be, it. it would be an option. So, if, yeah. like, if there was a vote happening... And then you said, and then it, it passed, and it got banned. You're like, well, that's not so bad. There's always yeah, black would, market. Would, yeah, there's would. always black market, fucking alcohol. It's right? not a hill black I would market wine. That's let's just put it that way. It's not a hill I would want to die on. <laughs> God damn it! It's okay. That's, 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 that's a proper phrase. It's a catchphrase. It's a proper phrase. With that being said, as far as alcohol, you ever thought it was funny that around the world, completely disconnected from one another. Alcohol was made in one shape or form using Because getting drunk is fun as shit. <laughs> well, there's, 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 <laughs> right? There's that's, and, that's and also, there's, water was hard to get by. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Most water was very dirty and dangerous to drink. So that's the reason why most cultures were making alcohol. Is because drunk they were... Drunk shit all yeah, day. Yeah. yeah, they were always drunk. But it was more so because they... When you made alcohol, you sanitized it. Because yeah. alcohol is a sanitation yeah. agent. So they weren't, like, making it for funsies. But then I mean, they, it, started, whoa, it turned hey, hey, hey. into funsies. Yes, <laughs> yes. But Hold the initial reason why alcohol was formed across all these cultures was to make water safe to drink. I don't know. Well, yeah, but at the same time, you could also just boil said water. I don't think they knew about that. I, <laughs> I, 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 I don't think they knew about First that. First of all, I'm pretty sure they knew about I don't know, boiling water. I don't know if they knew that distilling water would clean. It depends that, when. Boiling. Just yeah. boil your water. Boil I think water. that's a lot easier than... Grabbing a potato, throwing it in a jar, fermenting it, and then sifting it out later on and being like, hey, this is clear. It doesn't keep you hydrated either, actually. Hang on. Well, they didn't know that at the time. They thought liquids. All well, liquids, I mean, you, yeah. put, you were putting liquid. You were putting water in there. Imagine you had a, really, imagine you had a yeah. really shitty watered-down beer, like a, like a 1% yeah, beer. Yeah, no, it was terrible. You had a 1% and also, I think beer. that it, might, it probably was probably harder to come by a heat sources back Fire. then. Fire, yes. It's yeah. probably harder 
than fermenting. fermenting stuff. I get two sticks and make you fire right now. People didn't know that shit. Wait, uh, no, what the no. fuck? <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Oh, well, what century are we talking about? I don't know which century we're thinking Whenever about. Whenever alcohol is made. This is, I don't know like, when. People, yeah, a long time ago. But people made fire much earlier than they made alcohol. 100%. Well, maybe... Fi- I don't know. <laughs> but... A controlled heat source, maybe? Fire! Campfire! <laughs> yeah, yeah, what, campfire. what do you thought our cavemen I'm did? not a historian. Okay, I'll, I'll plead ignorance on this one. But... Campfire. <laughs> but, but I will say that the primary reason alcohol was around was to... Drink something. Drink, to be drinkable yeah, okay. versus water. Yeah. So here, another thing I want to talk about is... Kelly, you recently watched the Kurzagat video about uh, eating meat, right? Mm-hmm. And how much... Oh, yeah. And Didn't how much we should take. Tom, yeah. you didn't watch it, right? No. But I, I'm pretty sure I told you about it. Yes, how, many times how it's uh, inefficient to to grow meat because the amount of calories that goes into it, we only get like 3% back. Like the amount yeah. of hay and barley, whatever, that we feed them. The amount of water, it takes like 15,000 liters like of water. Energy that is used to produce this amount versus the energy that you can take from it. Yeah. Is Incredibly inefficient, right? Yeah. And I was telling Tom we were having like the abortion debate, and it, it doesn't really the fuck it has to do with eating. Well, no, it's because it's like um, we're you're okay. like where we're going you're, now. Yeah, <laughs> you're okay. You're, no, the, I, the yeah. argument was like I'm not okay with abortion because it's killing a life, but I'm okay with eating meat, even though you're killing, you're killing animals. animals. Yeah. And again, I don't want to get to the yeah, a cow is not equivalent. It's not to a goddamn person. Not, yeah, yeah, but I, I, that was just that was just a little. It's a side note. Yeah. This is a little side note. I don't want to get babies. Is that what you want? I don't want to get into the abortion debate because everything, everything that's been done about that's been done to death. But like when I'm talking about like if we're eating meat and we if we realize that it's so inefficient and you know an, animals are dying, they're suffering. You know they don't have the best conditions. Even if they did have good conditions, right? We're eating like billions upon billions of chickens, right? And we're and, and we're doing all this stuff for in an inefficient way to do it. Would you be opposed to going vegetarian? Like if everyone went vegetarian, you know. We would save a lot more money, a lot more water, a lot more resources. Because again, resource inefficiency is huge when it goes into a live animal, and we're just going to eat the steak, you know. And I think that the only reason why we do it, because there's such high demand, obviously, is because it tastes fucking delicious. And would you be willing to forego your delicious tasting meat and eating meat if it meant that you know we would have better resources for everyone? But it's not even. But here's the thing, though: we're jumping from straight from what our diets are now versus vegetarian or vegan. You know. Even extreme word, yeah. That rather than saying that, just say, "Hey, instead of for one meal or one day a, a week, you're a vegetarian." Or not even that. Let me eat a chicken instead of a cow. Let me eat a fish instead of a chicken. You know, bring down the chain, make it easier. Right. Those are I see that as more viable options for the, the population we have now, the current I diet agree. we have now. Because it's so ingrained into our culture to have meat for every meal in the U.S. Well, it, yeah, and it's not even just really our culture. It's just that as you develop in technology, society, whatever it is, because we can see those changes happening across the world. Countries that are getting out of becoming third world countries have a higher demand for meat. Yeah, it's because it, it, it tastes delicious. It tastes good. It's, it's a, yeah. Remember what we said in the video? It says it previously was seen as a luxury meal. Yeah. You know, you'd only have it every so often, like maybe once every couple months or something like that. But now that it's so easily accessible in a supermarket, you know, you want meat for every meal. Wouldn't you want a luxury meal every meal Con- yeah. considerably, right? Isn't, would there be an argument to say that eating meat does provide 
Like a person who eats meat is going to be stronger on average than people who don't. You know, no, you know well, I think, well, I don't think it's the meat. It's right? convenient. It's convenient because you get the most protein. Obviously, meat's protein. That's well, why I say but, it's convenient. Well, okay, but here's the thing. There's all there's alternatives. You don't need to eat cow. You yeah, eat, chicken or fish, right? To be honest, you don't even do that. If you want if you want to get the most protein, bang for your buck, go eat bugs. We know that already. Oh, yeah. So you could be, I would say someone on a bug diet. Would actually be much stronger. I don't, maybe not as happy, but much stronger. <laughs> no, it tastes as good. I don't know. Much stronger man. than a person who's okay, on a cow but, diet. Okay. Yeah, that's true. The, I never, I didn't think about the bugs, so that's good. But I was thinking most like the, the most frequent vegetarian option for your substitute of protein is legumes and beans and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Black beans, right? So if you're telling me it's like it's again, it's more convenient to eat like a half a pound of chicken. You know, you just eat the chicken; it has a shit ton of protein. Or would you rather have eat a shit ton of beans to get your same amount of protein? You know, yeah. most people would would prefer it's the chicken. Feel, yeah, it, it feels inefficient. So, yeah. inefficient in its yeah, own the, way. Yeah, so <laughs> the most the, the, I feel like the biggest reasons that there's a high demand because it's it's convenient and it tastes delicious. You know, but if you're willing to if you're willing to prevent all this suffering that's happening and eat meat less. Would, would you be willing to do that, Tom? Do you think about that? So, I, again, this is another one, and I'm going to use my phrase again. It's not a hill that I'm willing to die on, but I think there is very good arguments to for why meat? that we should curb meat eating. Uh, as I hear more and more about it, it and you don't think it's, it, it's harder and harder to defend the idea of eating animals, especially at the amount of suffering that's happening for animals. Um, it's, I won't lie here. The suffering doesn't matter much to me, to be honest. I want them to have the best conditions possible. Right. But it, even if they have the best conditions possible, I'm still going to eat them. That's the thing. <laughs> I know. I'm, to me, to I, me, I'm still going to eat them too. Yeah, I, I, mean, I prefer them to have the best better conditions, conditions because less suffering, because it tastes better, because <laughs> all these things. But at the end of the day, I understand that they are animals. We will eat them. Mm-hmm. I will continue to eat them. We're animals in that yeah. sense that we want to eat meat. We right? are we have, omnivores. Yeah. Yeah, we have carnivorous yeah. teeth and but all that shit. But that's the thing. It's like, it's the suffering is a bad thing and I want to stop it as much as possible. But let's not say that I, just because I want to stop suffering doesn't mean I also want to stop eating them. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I more take it from a, a moral perspective, not necessarily, even if they weren't suffering, is the idea of like, you know, is it okay to take... Another another thing's life, and I don't draw moral equivalence between animals and people. humans. Yeah, people. There's there's a vast moral difference between the two, um, but then there's like the point of like you know if we can get just as much nutrients and not eat these animals, should we do that? I don't know. Like a lion, does a lion, <laughs> does a lion care when he eats a gazelle? Not necessarily. So like yeah, they do actually. They will hunt appropriately. They were not I've never heard of that. In, not overindulged, I, will, yeah. I think wolves do that. I've wolves never heard of that. See, I, I heard I've that, that we're, we're the only species that is self-regulating for the most part. Like, well, wait, like, tell, me, tell me. I want to hear more most, about this. If so, I remember right, I so think lions, wolves and lions okay. and, you know, I'm not saying everything. Like, mooses will just fucking eat all the grass they fucking eat. Right. Because yeah. they're idiots. But they're moose. They fucking eat grass. Let them eat grass. <laughs> well, yeah, but they what they do, and this happened in Yellowstone, was that when the wolves population was hunted to extinction... Mm-hmm. The mooses and the elk, whatever it is that lives there, they just kept eating. Well, that's just pop- that's population control. That's, no, it's not. That's, that's, that's an unbalanced no, no, ecosystem. It's, it's not that's an unbalanced ecosystem. It's not population control. It's an unbalanced ecosystem. Shut the fuck up. No. What the problem is is that they kept eating and they didn't keep moving. If there was wolves on their tail, they wouldn't eat an entire area dry. They'll have to keep moving to get away from the wolves. Yeah, that's so that's, a moose yeah. doesn't move. That's to the eat. that's the that's the no that's the theory that I, I was alluding to was the idea is that. Almost every species 
on earth has something that's above it in the food chain except for us for the most part we're we're on the very top top and so when you people say like oh you know look at all these different animals they're not destroying the earth the way that humans are well that's because something is controlling them them, keeping them in check check. like for example if you didn't have anything hunting deer deer would literally eat everything yeah. You know, same they just, thing. They just it's, it's, go one level lower to like, you know, like frogs. I don't know. <laughs> like, if there's nothing. All the flies are gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, they would just legitimately just. So, yeah. the point is that because we're at the top of the food chain, there's nothing hunting us, there's nothing regulating us, but we are the most capable at regulating ourselves out of any species. Yeah, we're the most capable, but we're not the only ones. Yeah, okay. I, I'm That's pretty, fair. I'm pretty yeah. sure like wolves do it as well, or lions. You can see a lion. Lions don't constantly hunt. Every fucking day. Because they're full. Yeah. Or yeah. not they're full, they're just sated. They're pretty lazy. <laughs> well, no, they're lazy. So I, I want to hear more about, so the, the lions. The idea is that they would not eat, that's like that. They won't eat an entire herd just for fun. Or just because they want food. No, no, they I'm will, not for fun. I'm talking about they're hungry. Yeah. yeah. If they're hungry, they'll eat, but they'll take what they need. They would never go more. Because the idea is that if I keep, if I, they understand to a level that if they eat all of them, that we have no food. Do you know if they would prefer to eat an adult over like a youngin? No, I don't think they care about that, though. Okay. I think they would rather just eat whatever they can grab. I don't care. I don't think they care if it's a calves or not. But I'm not saying all animals do it, because, like, again, mooses are idiots. They'll eat the entire ground full of grass and just get plow that through and move on to the next, unless they're regulated by the wolves. And that's what happened in Yellowstone. They introduced wolves, and they kept the deer, moose, whatever it is, moving. Mm-hmm. So rather than decimating one area where it can't ever grow back, it's going to move on to the next. And then... Just slow, rather than every, one section being just destroyed, it'll be just an even, um, I, see I guess, taking of yeah. it, of course. They, they don't understand the idea of, like, cycling and letting yeah, things grow yeah. back. You but know? then, again, we, but then here's the thing. We do the same thing. Look at our agriculture. Yeah, that's we, what we do, right? We yeah. Well, kind of. That's what we should do. Yeah. But even then, we are pulling out a shit ton of nutrients from the soil, and that isn't replenishing itself in a good amount of time. Hmm. And I was gonna say because normally, like, uh, and I'm thinking like hundreds of years back was like crop rotations. They've done that. Yeah, well, we still do. That. We know we still do crop rotations. Yeah, but no matter what, after enough years, it still it, it doesn't regenerate those nutrition nutrients that it needs in time. Mm-hmm. So the next time we rotate, it's still going to be lower than the last time. Well, that's, I think that's more. just that's unavoidable, right? I don't think you can ever like fully bring back the nutrients. Well, that's the problem. If you can't fully bring back nutrients or provide more nutrients in one way or another, eventually, right, you're going to get to no nutrients. Right. And but then what do we, we do, do then? Yeah. We can't get to that point. We don't want it. <laughs> so you just, can, is there any way to replenish nutrients? You just put I some, well, I think fertilizer yeah, no, is yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. to let things die, burn. It's like, like if you look at a burn, like a wildfire that goes through a forest area, after the forest is done burning and settle down and start growing yeah. it. The ashes grow. Yeah. Very fertilized. Because everything's been burned and nutrients have been recycled into That's the soil. That's why tons of people still live by volcanoes even though they're dangerous as fuck is because it has one of the most fertile areas yeah. out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thing. It's something that we don't have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Very oh God, Yeah. Fuck yeah. volcanoes. <laughs> Those are scary as shit. The Hawaiian you're, you're... volcano still going on? Huh? You know the Hawaiian volcano still going on? I have it kind not. of just stopped, right? We didn't I, I've, I've never heard any follow up from the Yeah, place. right? I think it's because, yeah, maybe it just stopped and it's like no one wants to, oh, it's ended. Roads were cut off. Houses were just. You guys see that one video of like the like the truck getting like burned because of the, the lava like flowing over into the street and it's like. The thing that always blows my mind is how like 
you look at lava and it looks very like oh so fun to touch yeah it looks so fun to touch right and then it touches something and then it just all of a sudden spontaneously goes on fire just bursts in flames have you ever seen um i don't think anyone jumped in of course but some guy threw a bag full of organic materials applied his shit or something like that to a volcano and see what happened it just like explodes it's not a it's not like a sinking like terminator no, it's like, it's, no, no, no. Yeah, because it just rapidly explodes. Because once it sinks down, any moisture just gets evaporated to steam and just. It's instantaneously, yeah, gas pockets. That's so just cool. Blow up. Yeah. <laughs> so don't tell me that you never That's wanted a frightening Don't tell shit. me you've seen lava, like molten lava. Man, I just want to poke it with a yeah, stick. Yeah, I do want to poke it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except here's the dangerous thing also is that that stuff moves fast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it depends. The, Remember yeah. what we talked about before? The, there's different ones. The Hawaiian one, not as fast as you. Say the Venezuela one, right? Yeah, Venezuela. Yeah. Remember that we were talking about it. There was a uh, volcano eruption in Venezuela. I want to say the mountain was exploded, and they thought it was going to be like you know normally slow. So they evacuated what they needed, but they didn't think that it was going to be so fast. The the lava, whatever it is, the ashes, it was coming down at like two hundred miles per hour. Like two yeah. hundred. It just wiped through a village. It just yeah. wiped through any town because there's no chance you could get away. That's like a bullet train in Japan, man. That's yeah, like yeah. insane. Yeah, and that and there's a ton of people that die from it. Like uh, a Ferrari. Going I would want to think that's like the peak speed. It. I want to say that's peak speed. That's yeah. not. Constant. That's like super laminar flow. Yeah. yeah still, but so they say hundred miles per hour, fifty percent, fifty miles per hour. Jesus fuck, we're yeah, still. Yeah, I can't, you can't out, outrun that. Yeah, no one's outrunning that. You barely could outdrive it. Yeah, because think about this: you're driving in the traffic. Yeah. <laughs> oh god! Oh, oh. What are you gonna do? <laughs> this is lava. Go to the speed limit. <laughs> Someone in the front is on there, like, oh, but I need. This is my turn. <laughs> I gotta go. You know, little blinkers going off. Yeah. It's like, I let gotta me switch in. six lanes. Let me in. Let so me we in. we live in Southern California. Do you guys? Because we're due, but they always say that we're due. Do you guys have an earthquake plan? I feel like everyone should have earthquake plan. Do you have earthquake plan? Well, I don't plan. I have an emergency kit in general. Do you have canned food? I have dehydrated food. Okay, good enough. Thomas, do you have that? I am completely unprepared. God I've did, I've damn it. Well, I just need enough. To be honest, I only have enough just to kind of get me to where I need to be. Do you have like uh, a backpack? Do you have fresh water? Yeah. You're drinking my water bottles. <laughs> well, you're, I'm drinking your Dos Equis. <laughs> yeah, water bottle over there. Oh, I'm not drinking that. Oh, no, no. that's fine. Mine. Yeah. Well, I have water over there, dehydrated food, and then my backpack. Yeah, because we we're not. We're not the the closest thing we have to a natural disaster is obviously earthquakes. Yeah. When when I mean, no one knows what's going to happen, but people say that we're like hundred years overdue. Yeah, you know, we're more than that. We're like San Andreas Fault. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, it's like, I, do you think that we're prepared? Like, what if what's no, going to happen in Southern California? We're going to get what's going to happen in Southern California? Hundred percent. What's fuck? What's the big thing that's going to happen in Southern California? I was like, San Diego caught on fire. The entire city of San Diego burned down. I think it wasn't that new because of the earthquake, partly. Yeah, the earthquake happened. Probably. You think San Francisco, right? San Diego, San I thought. Francisco. I think San Francisco had a fire, but I don't think that was due to an earthquake. It, it was definitely due to an earthquake. Uh, whatever the place is. The entire city burnt down where it was yeah. like 20% it was bad. Yeah, it's best. I mean, like, but, like, but that was like in 1920. Like, I think we're a little bit better off right now. We're better we? now because we put in, we implemented different building codes where like... Like, for example, rebar inside concrete. That's something to stop earthquake. That's not yeah, necessarily meant yeah. just to be there to make it stronger. It's specifically designed for earthquake. Huh. Yeah. No, it's interesting how you, like, you look at how houses are built differently in different regions of the world. Like, yeah. for example, 
Our build buildings very sturdy, like you said, like they're they're kind of like they're bolted into the ground they're for mo- earthquake purposes. Yeah, they're bendable as well. But they're more they're wavy. rigid. Yeah, nice nice and wavy. I get but it. Well, we don't wavy. have basements. <laughs> not really, right? wa- not really wavy. We don't have basements, you know, because because we don't need basements. Don't need basements tornadoes. are for tornadoes. And the reason why in like the middle middle uh, middle of the country that houses are usually built out of wood and are a lot more flimsier is because they're easier to rebuild after a tornado. Right? Is that because the housing market's so cheap in there too? That's that's part of the reason why, yeah. Because cheap ass houses. Yeah, because these houses just get sucked up and then they just build another one right on top of it. And that's the reason why they have basements is so that you know there's a tornado, you just go down there, you know, let the tornado pass. If your house gets blown to hell, you have home insurance, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they just rebuild it really quickly. So yeah, I never thought about that. Way. Yeah, it's interesting building something cheaper because it's easier. To yeah. Yeah, no, it's like like coastal city, the coastals. Like you, you'll have things like tsunamis. Yeah, like yeah, like example. For example, you have things that are on like stilts and stuff like that, and just to like account for like tidal waves and, and whatnot. That's so, cool. Yeah, it's it's uh it's interesting how people adapt to their their like local environments so, so differently. How do you stop a tsunami? You don't you stop a tsunami. Don't, you just dude. accept it. Yeah, anyway. yeah, there's no like, fucking. Way. You go enough inland where there's no tsunami. I, I don't, I've I don't seen a couple what, videos. Too. I don't know what works for tornadoes because I always thought like for hurricanes. And I don't. I know now, hundred percent, you can't do it for a hurricane. But like maybe a tornado. If you send a big enough bomb in it, can you stop? A people tornado? wait. That's been in a so, movie, and people have talked so, about it. I don't, well, I don't so know. So I think if anything with a tornado, the way that would be stopping it, like if you can stop it early by hitting it with the opposite cold front, because like usually you know like yeah. a tornado forms from when like yeah. hot front and cold front hit, and they start swirling. So like if you, maybe if you do it like counterclockwise, like the different direction, right? You you throw it. You throw, <laughs> there's like a, a clockwise tornado. You throw a counterclockwise tornado at it. We generate our own. I love, you know, like, intuitively thinking, if you throw a big enough bomb in there, it should it should stop it tornado. Depends. Like hundred percent, I know hurricanes won't work because you need like. I don't know, like hundreds of. Well, hurricanes are just bombs. like mass because it's like tornadoes are like very concentrated. You know, kind of. The, yeah, I think they're so strong though. Depends on the tornado you're looking at. You want if you if it's a small enough tornado, possibly done. If it's like a good tornado, like a like a solid one, you probably can't do anything because you're gonna need those. Uh, aton- you need like who's calling? Multiple atomic bombs, kind of level of power, just to get it going. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to stop a tsunami. Yeah. Well, okay, so think about. let's think about how a tsunami is formed. Usually it forms when there's an earthquake or a shift tectonic in, in, in tectonic plates underwater, and that causes a, a certain volume of water to be displaced, and that's what causes a tsunami. So I guess, like, re-displacing... you got to be in high enough ground. That's it. It doesn't matter. Well, yeah, but... Uh, but that's not, we're saying stop. It, not yeah, but oh. we're saying, like, let's say, like, so it doesn't reach land. Nope, you let's just got to build giant land wall. I mean, giant wall in the ocean. That's awesome. Or, or you you find a way you that got you a can equally, the wall. you can equally displace the water back down. But that's if you have enough. Water. Tom, that's your, what you're asking here is a meteorite's coming to Earth. You want to shoot a meteorite up it to yeah. stop it. People, well, so, people are. That is a valid argument for an asteroid. Okay. So let's let's blow it up. If it's far enough and we can blow it up, then it works. So, but, but I feel like a tsunami. I feel like a tsunami. It's it's too sudden and it travels too fast. Like as soon as the earthquake happens, boom. Sometimes you have huge amount of lag time. It depends yeah. on when how, the tsunami, how, what's the, what's where, the average where is it originating from. Let's take the Japan one. That's one of the big ones. Yeah. Right. So, There's several hours so, before that. Like, so yeah, but the, that's the thing. Several hours? That's it. Well, that's the thing. I don't think that you could stop the Japan one. I think uh, you could stop one if you detect it early enough in the middle of the so ocean. You, okay, you said several hours, right? Mm-hmm. That's not... 
Well, let's say let's say a day. Let's say you have a day. Is that is that a ample amount of time to be able to make something or no. just to have something already? Well, ready? you'd have to have something in place. Yeah. Let's say, okay, what do we have already. in place? Yeah. What would we have? Well, I'm saying like you detect the seismic shock and then uh, this is I'm just pulling this out of my ass because I, I you make I, a wave I, machine like yeah, they well, have in Six Flags. Well, but, yeah, and you well, point it the also, other direction. You know what? <laughs> is that what you want? That's actually not a bad theory because there's the idea of interference, right? Where if you send a wave that is equal and opposite, then they will cancel each other out. So in theory... We have to have this giant well, machine. I again, I don't think we'd have enough power. I don't think, yeah, there's not enough power. Like That's just thinking of it. If we had all the power in the world and all the resources in the world, that would be the way to stop it. Is send a opposite uh, wave signal towards the Your the solution to both of these has been, let's send an opposite tornado at a tornado, and let's, let's send, send an opposite wave at a wave. That's how it works, right? You cancel <laughs> how it out. Would, okay, yeah, well, I, let's, I let's take how would make it? Let's make take a combination. It. Let's take Sean's wall, but now have it motorized so it's running into it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, saying, if you make a Pacific Rim wall and you just say... Like, I feel like it's the, the f- amount of force that a tsunami has would just knock over a wall. Depends on the wall. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm wall. thinking a heavy wall. And it's not necessarily a wall that needs to stop it more just to redirect it oh you mean like like have it at an angle or something yeah, have it yeah. An and then once it goes into it, it, like, out towards the, the pacific ocean, ocean. yeah and back just, to the ocean it'll, it'll stop. so just yeah. have like have like a bowl where like it hits one side and it loops around and possible goes out the other. yeah maybe well that's think of like okay like tanks for example that's essentially how yeah, it works that's, yeah they have they have the angles right yeah angles that yeah. redirects the bullets that, that's actually not a bad idea either mm-hmm. why doesn't like crisis centers like Hyrus. Too much money, Tom. That's <laughs> it. We're too expensive. You know, okay, so I just took um, fee- through the FEMA website I needed for my class. Uh, I took ICP, so I think Instant Control System. Essentially, this is what happens when shit hits the fan and we need to go mm-hmm. and we need to find out what the fuck to do. Communication is the number one problem of any major incident, whatever it is. Communication between who? Between everyone. Oh. That's the worst thing. Well, because, like, you know, our, our phone lines are down. And no, so- no, 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 no. It's like between, like, medical responders. Like, responding people. Police, firefighter. Oh. Communication is the number one thing that causes problems with that. But also, uh, something to look out for is people just not doing what they're supposed to do. You tell someone, like, hey, I need you to control this traffic right here. He's like, fuck, I don't want to control traffic. I'm going to look for people. people. I want to be like, a hero. I want to be a hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are those are um, renegades, essentially. Yeah. They do it and they fuck it up for everyone else. So. Yeah. It's the idea of, like, like, how many times in uh, in a game... Where you're supposed to do something like, uh, you know, everyone's supposed to spread out in a certain way, and then one person kind of like fucks up, and you try to like account for that person, but then you end up fucking up as a result, you know? Or, or better example, like where you uh, uh, you're walking into someone, right, and then uh, you need to like get around them, and then you keep like running into each other back dance, and forth. Dance, yeah. yeah, it would be easier if you just stood still and let them go around you. Like, I feel like that's the same thing. That's the best analogy right? you've had all day, I uh, guess. Yeah. Okay, sure, that's a terrible <laughs> no, no, I get, I get the idea more than the solution. <laughs> yes. Well, we got it. It's something that every... So communication's a big deal, huh? Yeah, it's huge. It's fucking... There's, it's one of... The, it is the biggest problem that we have hands down, and they've been doing their best to kind of try to fix it, implementing like a same type of plan for everyone across the board um, how to handle things but I think I think in general just communication like in any business or anything is like 
a huge issue. That's probably that, that's, that's the thing I hear most often when it comes to like, oh, what do you wish was better at the workplace? Yeah, was but I always felt like one of the things that I always felt was bad about the communication, and let's talk about business in this case. Um, Simon Sinek has a great. Oh, I love that program. guy. Dude. Yeah, he's a great guy. Um, I'm trying to finish his book here, but regardless, um, he talks about like how people don't talk to each other. Anymore. Email is amazing to relay information, Dude, but terrible for anything yeah. else. Yeah. For any planning, any discussion, criticism, anything like that, email is terrible. Because it just doesn't happen as fast. You have to read it and you have to reply. And also, it, it, it's also, you can't pick up on like the Tone, cues, the yeah. tone. Body language. Or How many just, times do you have to rewrite an email saying like, oh man, this kind of sounds like I'm like being aggressive towards him yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. It's <laughs> way easier when you're just talking. You know, one, one thing I like about email, because it, it happens for us at work a lot, is that when you have email or something, you have documentation that they said it. Yeah, that is so, very Because over the phone, you can be like, well, he said it. Well, well Simon, you don't have again, Simon Sinek says, is what you need to do is like, well, what about documentation? Yeah, okay. Well, okay. take up the phone, talk to him, and then afterwards, hey, I'm going to follow up with an email saying what we discussed. So now you're making me do both. Yeah, do both. You're going to get a much better product from it. Really? You're get a that's much very better. true, yeah. yeah. If, you wanna, if you have the time, yeah, that's, that's the most ideal. And it's also, it just if you're talking to a customer, right? If you're talking to a friend, like a coworker, it just seems good and respectful. But if you're talking to like a customer and stuff like that, they're going to be thrilled. They're going to be like, hey, this guy talked to me and gave me that good customer service. And I got a follow-up email telling me what I did. And that's cool. It's like going the extra mile. It's yeah. not. It's but not inhibiting you. Anymore. I'm almost I feel thinking like what I can explain in one phone conversation can take like <laughs> five or ten emails. So like, what well, you know, where I work grave shift, and so I don't exactly get to communicate with my coworkers very often, except literally via email. It's the only way I can really communicate with like quality and validation and shit like that. And there are so many times where I'm like, I am about to just stay in for the morning just so I can meet up with these people and explain what I'm trying to say because it can take me a freaking week. Where they're like, where I shoot an email explaining something, and they're like, "What about this?" Which I could have so answered here's, right away. Here's, here's a, <laughs> I will be. Right, before I will, you answer, I'm gonna go use the restroom for that. Can I still answer? Yeah, yeah. yeah go so for I'm it. gonna try and be on the opposite side of this one, and it's like, this is. I know it's not a terrible. It's not a good way to do this because I've done this and I've seen that the bad things that can happen from it, and it's not feasible in most situations. But here's sometimes how I operate, where it's almost like when you're writing a paper, and instead of doing the rough draft. You just write it all at once and proofread it all at once, all at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, in your email case where it's like, oh, it's going to take me a week long to explain something to them. i got to make a phone call. i got to tell them right now. Or it's like, I, I, the email's not sufficient enough. What I would say is that you just didn't structure and do your email appropriately the first way. And if you did it correctly the first way, then there wouldn't be need for the phone call. And then you have documentation. Well, I feel like you can't always account for what the other person doesn't know. Thinking. Yeah. Well, in the, a lot of the conversations that you and I, I have talked, and Kelly, when we talk about this, is mm-hmm. you like to make your arguments bulletproof, where no matter what you're talking to, you covered every angle, right, Tom? Well, so that's in the your ideal, emails, right? You should, but, you should cover every angle. But what frequently happens is you guys say something like, oh, well, what about this? And then I have to redirect the way I think about it to account for that. I don't think I can always think of every possible scenario. So I'm going to cover most yeah i'm gonna cover as much as i can i'm gonna throw out what i what i think needs to be relayed and then i don't know that kelly doesn't know what this document means 
And now I've just wasted another email having to explain what this other, you know, document means or this code means. Did you hear what I said when you were in the bathroom? Are you argue, Are you trying to argue that communicating face no, 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 is not as good? No, no, no. I'm not saying, no, I'm not saying it's that? not. I'm just trying to play. I'm, I'm honestly trying to play devil's advocate here because, I've, again, I've done this. I don't know if you hear this when you're in the bathroom, but there's times when I've done this and it's it's good enough, right? It's not it's not perfect, but it's good enough where it's like when you're writing a paper for school and you, you, most people say, like, all right, you make the outline, and then you make the rough draft, and then you like proofread that, and then you go through all these steps. But I'm sure there's times where you've done it where you just wrote the final draft, you just wrote one draft, and that's it, and that's done. It's the finished product, right? Have you done that before? I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, but it's also the worst product. Right, it's not the, it's the worst product, but let's say it's, it's good enough. You get the B out of it. Do you want... Mm, you get the B out of it. Sometimes you, sometimes the, you get the B, but, right? No, but you, you're saying good enough, let's say C. Right. I think but let's say it's something that's not super important, right? You send it through email? Yeah. yeah. That's, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that's important. not important, something that's just reeling information, yeah, mm-hmm. send an email. And sometimes I'm not email is bad, but right. is it ever going to be better than a face-to-face conversation? No. But you don't have time for face-to-face conversations all the time. We, but that's, that's the true. thing. That's, everyone says we don't have time. We don't have time. Right. Which, like, it comes back to what Tom said. What do you have more time for? Trying to answer 10 emails, going back and forth over the course of a week, yep. versus, hey, I'm going to pick up a call. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're in a five-minute call. You, if you were in face-to-face, maybe five minutes, but maybe let's say 10 minutes, 15 minutes call. You're just on the phone for a decent amount of time. It's, it's definitely okay. more efficient. Which, yeah. which one's more so, efficient? So, again, I think I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. I think there's, there's, there's two kinds where it's like, imagine if you, if you made the email and the phone call, right? And that's, say, was, that took up 15 minutes of time, right? Or I could do one really good email that took, like, 10 minutes. And I'm still using less overall time. I don't think that you will ever have as really good of an email as you think you're saying you will. Mm-hmm. Compared to a conversation. It's again, but not, again, not everything needs to be through a phone conversation because it could be like... Yeah, again, yeah. information transfer and just things that are not important. Email is great. Mm-hmm. Do it. Go for it. Yeah. Invites, eh, we're not in the bad bed. Yeah. But I would say so, a living conversation where like back and forth is necessary, yeah. email is not a I think if yeah. you need to make a decision about something, if you need to plan something, if you're if there's weight to whatever the hell you're talking about, if you make a decision about something, you can do that in email. If you make a decision about something. Depends well, maybe if, it, if the decision is made, right? Like, yeah. like for example, you're sending out, you don't need to call every single of your employees and tell you like, hey, we're going to start doing this from now on. Or no, you if, you, if you ask, if you ask to like your higher up and you're like, hey, I need a decision. Should I be doing this or this? They can just probably, oh, you should do this. Yeah. And, yeah. But then what you say is like, hey, I want to talk about this versus this to implement in our new strategy. Sure. And then trying to do that via email, terrible. that would be terrible. Yeah. Or right? just not even so, that. Just say like, hey, which, which this, um, I have this problem, what should I do? And then they're like, hey, will you do it? And then they'll send you a response, right? So he or she will send you a response. They're like, hey, do this. And then you're like, wait a minute, no, he didn't know all the information. It's like, no, that won't work. Yeah. You know, she has a good plan, but that's not exactly what we're looking for. Let me try and explain this another. So again, we'll do the, the same try. We'll do the same numbers I did before. And let's say you have like you have ten phone calls, fifteen minutes, you have 150 minutes, right? Or you and the, or you'd have the ten emails that you would attempt to do, and you would take it, and it would take hundred minutes, right? So you're saving fifty minutes. But I would try and account for well, since not all my email communication is going to be perfect. Now I spent let's say an extra like. 30 minutes. Well, I still saved 20 minutes and I'm trying to balance like that risk and reward just thinking that, well, if I put this in an email and I do it good enough and I do it solely through email that I'll still save time overall, even though there's, I know I'm going to have to make some phone calls and I'm not going to have to reply to some follow-up emails because they don't understand what I'm fully saying. My problem I'm taking the, I'm taking the risk to try and save time. My problem with that is that you're saying that you're able to craft the perfect email in mm-hmm. 10 minutes. Yeah. One, I think that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Secondly, you're saying you're factoring only 30 minutes to respond to someone. Or it's, just, it's, just, it's just in general, the numbers that, will be but less. But that is three. Yeah. That is, you're saying that three of your emails didn't relay the information sure. you yeah. want. 
And also, I do not believe that the time, true. the wait time, the lag time in between, because when you're talking face to face, the responses are immediate. Meanwhile, with email, it can take them 30, 45 minutes, an what's, hour a day. Let's say the immediate response is not necessary. It's just information that needs to be traveled over the course of the week. I, I but, then, email, but then that goes to what we said email is used for. Okay. Email yeah. is great for information transfer. Yeah. Send it but over. But yeah, but it's not good for live communication. Let's put it that it's way. It's never going to be as good as live communication. Yeah. yeah. You will, you, and, and like, just for example, like, sometimes, sometimes if the problem's easy enough, like, you can IM. Like, let's take IMing instead of... IM um, is better than email. It is better than email, right? I've never well, had, is I've that never better had than necessarily direct conversation? I would still say it depends. Like, if something is basic enough, I would say IMing is fine. Yeah. But when you are, especially when you're doing something like, uh, where the solution's not necessarily known. Like, the way I think about IM is it's good when you need to do, um, like, IT phone calls, right? Where the person's kind of, like, helping you, and you're just giving them information, they're sending responses back. But let's say you're like, I have this problem, that, that, like, we need to troubleshoot this thing together. Then I think IM's not as good as face-to-face conversation. Okay, so it's not the, it's not the, the format that's the problem. It's just, it, it all depends on the information and using which tool is best. So it's not, email's not the problem. It's just depending on what you're talking that's about. What yeah. That's it's what we're saying. That's okay. that's that for like these specific things, they work yeah. great. But for, the, so for Simon most of other... Yeah. That's what he said. Most. For these, yes, so okay. for these specific things, email is great, wonderful. But it's never going to be as good as face-to-face. And even then, let's just talk about information. Thing. Let I want to in, invite Tom to this party. I want to invite you to this party. I can send you an email. You'll probably be like, all right, sweet. I can send it to you. Or I could go up to you and be like, hey, Tom, what are you doing this Saturday? You want to come join me? Which one are you going to be more likely to respond to? Or at least be happier with? Maybe yeah, and the face-to-face, right? So you, said, you said it's never going to be as good as face-to-face. Never going to be as good as face-to-face. That's what no, you said. No, no, no. Well, he said, he said that's, why, that's why I stopped him in mid-sentence. He's like, it's never going to be as good as face-to-face. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think there is going to be... Okay, that's the thing. If you want to say the best way for an email is that if you're doing a mass email, I need to reach a lot of people with a very limited information... I'm still going to assume that a lot of them are going to get it wrong. Email's great. Email has its tool in there. But if you were looking for any sort of productivity or good discussion, planning, whatever it is, decision-making, a face-to-face conversation is where it's at. I think the, 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 we said it right when you said that there's specific instances which each one is good for. It's kind of like bringing it back to like that, the house example that we were talking about where like each way that a house is built is ideal for the region that it's in, right? In the same way, email is good for this set of communication, while face-to-face is good for this set of communication. And I think the problem that Simon Sinek is his name, right, that you were saying, is that too many people try applying email to everything. Everything. Because it's yeah. the easiest. It's yeah, the because, easiest. It's, because it's the easiest, but it's not the right thing for every situation. And, it, okay. and the, the big thing I about this that. is that you just yeah. don't build that relationship. Again, like yeah. if I invite you for your face-to-face... There's another level to it that you have to take into account. Yes, he's going to respond better. Yes, he's going to give me an answer faster. But also that rep- that relationship, that rapport that I'm building with him, much better through a face-to-face opposed to... Yeah, email. it's more intimate. Yeah. That's just because yeah. it's more intimate. Yeah, well, I mean, call centers will never die out because there's always a certain percentage of people who are going to prefer to talk to a human being rather than a machine. Yeah. That's, that's, that is that's a Depends fact. on the machine. If we get a machine good enough... Fuck yeah. Well, Dude, did you wait? Human? Did, yeah, like, no, yeah, did you hear the Google thing? You heard, you yeah, heard it. No, yeah, okay. it, 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 was big. it was big a couple months ago. So. Oh, yeah. I this. So here, 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 real briefly. It's Finish like, off on this. Uh, they, made, they made a, um, I forgot what keynote speech it was, but they, they made a Google Assistant, and it's been around for a bit, right? But the Google Assistant, they, they took it up another level, and 
if you tell it to do something, it'll do it for you. And what the example that they had was like, hey, I need to make a haircut appointment. And they had, I was like, hey, Google, can you make a hair appointment for me at this place? And Google would call on your behalf on your cell phone and it would in, it would pretend to be a human's voice and it sounded so lifelike and so real. It would have the ums, it would have the right, correct tone mm-hmm. yeah. and it would be able to respond to what the other person's saying. Yeah. So they'd be like, hey, uh, can I get an appointment at 1.15 at your hair salon? And then the person, hmm, let me check and see what's available. And then they're like, um, we don't have anything here, how about two? And then the, the Google AI would respond and be like, oh yeah, two, two would be fine. And it would sound so natural yeah. and so the person, human. The person who, the hair salon that picked it up, did not notice. Didn't know it was a person. And it makes sense too. You don't, when you're doing simple things like appointments and stuff like that, you can kind of get away you with get it. Away you with got it. But that's the direction that is evolving and that's the technology that's improving. It was crazy. You should watch it. It's, it's, it's super good. It's just kind of fun. The second yeah. conversation that they did was one, uh, they called it a restaurant. They tried to make a reservation. It's like, and then the guy's like, hey, make me a reservation at 7 a.m. at this place or at 7 p.m. at this place. And they're like, okay. And it was a Chinese restaurant with super bad English, right? Oh, but boy. The, but the Google AI was still able to like understand it and pick it up. And they're like, how long is the wait time for this time? And then it would, they would call and she's like, oh, no. And But she, the thing is, she didn't even respond to the question correctly. The guy's like, how long is the wait for four at or for four at seven? And then she's like, oh, no. She's like, either like, no wait time or like come back later or something like that. And then the guy's like, oh, okay. And then the Google AI is super smart, dude. It was crazy. It probably just picks Yeah, it picks up on certain. Like, I'm sure if someone asks, like, hey, how's your day going? You wouldn't be able to respond. I don't, I don't think that's true. But, yeah, but that's not, I'm not asking the AI what, how's the day going. I'm asking true. for it to be a goal. And well, yeah, but but a lot of people when they, when you call a place and maybe you're scheduling appointments, like, well, how's your day going, you know, or something like that, like, you know, like, oh, what are you yeah, thinking of? Yeah, most think? people to me just say good. good. <laughs> yeah, good. most people can't hold a goddamn conversation. <laughs> yeah, either. I mean, no, that's, that is a good point. All right, well, we'll end it off there. Uh, and hey, two weeks in a row, nice. We're, we're on back. a streak. We're, we're, <laughs> we're back on a streak. Bye, guys. All, All right, have guys. a good one, guys. See you next week.